Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This League Uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Welcome in, friends, to another edition of This League Uncut. Uncut. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes from Turner Sports. We promised this in our last episode, which was Dame Heavy. October is here. We are officially back to two pods a week. So you will get your full fix of this league uncut. From now through July, you get us twice a week. I hope. I hope that's news. I hope that's welcome news at your house. He is back from Milwaukee after making his first trip of the season. Chris Haynes, you went to one of my favorite cities in the league. Yes, that is true. That is a that is not exaggeration. That is a true statement. Even in the winter time, I love going to Milwaukee. But I saw Dame Lillard say, I actually used this quote in my media day piece today. I saw let me, that. Let me get let me get this quote. Seeing the sun out. And being by the water and stuff like that, it made me smile a little bit. This might be all right, Dame says about his new hometown. You give give us the give us the vibe. What what was it like to uh, to be there on the official first day of the Giannis and Dame era? Well, I guess it's good that he arrived in Milwaukee this past weekend because I don't know how long that sun is going to be out. It might, might have had a different story next week. It, it was really style. I'm playing, but it was really um, a beautiful weekend in Milwaukee, beautiful day. I spent the entire day with him, most of the day with him Saturday. Uh, they arrived as soon as they arrived on, on land in Milwaukee, went straight to the rally. Um, I, I was, um, I went in, so as soon as he touched down, he went. He walked through the rally path, you know, waved the fans. You know, there's video footage of that. And then, um, what there what where there wasn't much footage is when we went into the arena, and they had the Bucks had, um, NBA employee. I mean, excuse me, Bucks personnel just standing throughout the arena, holding big, um, Dame face, uh. Dick, you know, big Dane faces, and you know there was posters. There was uh, it. It reminded me like you're just a recruiting trip. Like if you're, you know, if you're a big time college recruit, 
and they just got except that they got well, him already. Yeah, they had him already. <laughs> yeah, but they they still got put on the show. Uh, and so you know they walk all through the concourse of the arena, um, through the corridors of the arena, and you know Dame time welcome Dame and his family. You know all over the video, uh, the videotron in the arena, and then as soon as you walk into the arena, they did the PA announcer did his intro and uh you know it just you know it, it was a long-winded intro just where he's from and all that and then announcing him as the milwaukee bucks then we took a tour of the um the locker room took a tour of the practice facility took a tour of the family room and uh it was a cool it was a cool um setup it was a cool setup they, they did a really good job but then he met with Giannis, met with terry stotts who is his um, who was the assistant coach of the Bucks, but who was his coach for most of his career in Portland? Adrian Griffin, the head coach, and he just—I remember Stein like—and okay, before that, before I say that, and then um, the Bucks gave him a got got him a condo, a condo in downtown Milwaukee, overlooking the river, overlooking the bridge, beautiful view on a on a high floor. So he's, and, he's uh, already set where he was, he's going to live because that was actually going to be one of my questions. You know, we talk so much about the basketball adjustment and you know move, moving to a new team, but but really when you think, I mean, he's he's been so ensconced in that Portland community to yeah. move to just moving to Milwaukee. That's that's probably got to be the, the 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 biggest difference of anything. Yeah, that that's the that's that's the biggest transition. That that's what he was worried about. Um, you know, thinking about where he's going to have his kids, where his kids are going to go to school at, and all that. But yeah, they, the Bucks got to have him a condo. Um, this this temporary. Um, but the condo was nice. They they fully furnished it with everything. They had food, they had the fridge filled up with drinks and everything. Like they, the Bucks went all out. But my my guess, you know, I'm giving I'm giving a little real estate, um, uh, real estate nugget. My guess is he'll probably end up taking the home of somebody who just vacated the bucks and, and went elsewhere. That, that <laughs> That's my guess. But uh, he, he was at the end of that night. This is what I was getting to at the end of the night. He texted me. It was late at night. He had to take his physical. He didn't get in until like midnight after that whole day. Uh, he texted me. This is where I'm supposed to be. And so they, they showed him a time. They showed him he was impressed, and you know he's all in. Because it's interesting, didn't he say that he plans to live in? He plans to keep living in Portland in the off season, right? Yeah, because he just had a a crazy mansion built, and it just completed about two months ago. Crazy! I haven't even got the. He was supposed to have a um a housewarming party there, but he he never did because this situation was up in the air. But yeah, that, that place he's keeping that place. That's, that's going to be his off season home. And you know, he's going to, he's going to stay there after his career is over. That's interesting. Well, look, I mean, let, let, let us talk about the, I have a feeling, you know, I know your answer and and I've basically written this already. I, I still say Milwaukee is the slight favorite in the East, even after what Boston did and what Boston did was Milwaukee's worst nightmare. Milwaukee has to give up the beloved Drew Holiday to Portland to get Dame. And what happens? Portland trades Drew Holiday to Milwaukee's biggest rival. But even saying so, I'm still giving Milwaukee the edge. And it kind of makes me laugh because like when Milwaukee, when the Bucks make the trade for Dame, you hear a lot of, oh, this is, you know, they didn't improve that much. You know, their perimeter defense is going to be so much weaker with Dame that, you know, this doesn't really improve them. And then the same thing with the Celtics. You know, they got Drew Holiday, but yeah, you know, now their front line is so weak. They've got no depth. And it's like, there's no trade that just makes you an automatic champion and you're, you know, that you have no weaknesses. I mean, if that was the case, we'd really be miserable as a collective uh, you know, basketball public, because wh- we don't want this thing to be decided in October. I mean, these teams are supposed to have some flaws and some things wrong with them. But I, I just, my feeling on it is that what Dame is going to bring Milwaukee offensively is really what they've lacked and is going to give them a dimension they haven't had in the Giannis era 
I think Milwaukee, they have enough defensive-minded players without Drew Holiday. Okay, none of them are lockdown guards, but they have enough defensive-minded players that they're still going to be a good defensive team. And again, Dame addresses their number one biggest weakness, which is in playoff basketball, they're now going to have something dynamic in the half court to ease Giannis's burden. And for the first time in both of their lives, Giannis and Dame are really going to get to co-share the burden of trying to carry a team to a championship. Boston's top six is incredible. Drew Holiday and Derek White are going to be sensational in the backcourt together. I'm rooting for Kristaps Porzingis. I'm fond of the guy. I just, but they're asking a lot of him now to not just stay healthy, but be super mobile on defense, maybe move more than he's ever had to, unless they change their, you know, I guess they they could go heavy with the drop coverage with with Porzingis as being their, their main rim protection, but they're asking a lot now of, of Kristaps Porzingis and Al Horford, who is, you know, getting up there. So you both teams have questions. I'm going to give the bucks a slight edge. Tell me, Tell me how you view the top two in the East right now. Uh, I agree. I, I give the Bucks the edge, and you know I give the Bucks the edge just for not just for, but their continuity. They know each other. They they've been there. The, the championship pedigree. Um, and then you add Dame, who is going to be that difference maker. With five minutes left in the game, playoff type basketball. When you really need a bucket, you know he. That's where he's going to change the trajectory. Uh, of the Bucks on that side of the ball. Defensively, you know, he's not a Drew Holiday defensive player, but, you know, Dane addressed that in at media day. It's like when you have a great um, team defensively, you know, a lot of times that can rub off into you. And he talked about, you know, listen, yeah, you can say I wasn't a great defender in Portland. Uh, he did say he got better each year, but he had to shoulder so much of the load on the offensive end. So he had to give up something on one side of the ball. And a lot of times it was, it was on the defensive end. But, you know, he's ready for that challenge on that end of the floor. And, but what I would say to Boston is they still lack – they they still leave a lot to be desired in the interior. You know, that's where Milwaukee can still feast, in the interior. And you are asking Kristaps Porzingis to do a lot, something he hasn't done really in his whole NBA career and, and been successful at it at a high rate and, a, and at a consistent rate. So I, I still think that's where the Bucks have the upper hand. And then, yes, Derek White, Drew Holiday, they're going to be a force, you know, the, arguably the best um, defensive backcourt in the league. You're not stopping Dame. You know, you're, you're, you're not stopping Dame. You, you know, and, and I think that – um. That's what the Bucks. But you know what? You know what people are going to say. People are going to say. People are going to say first. Oh, you guys just you love Dame. You're this is a pro Dame podcast. Of course, you're going to say that. And the other thing they're going to say is, remember what happened in 2018 when New Orleans played Portland and Drew locked Dame up. So I mean, I I, you know, I mean, you can look. I mean, you can say that, but look at. uh, I mean, that was okay. Let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about that. Now let's go back to that that playoff series against the, the Pelicans years ago. Dane didn't have help, you know, so they, it was a boxing one. They played majority of the, of the time in that series. It wasn't a one-on-one defense, you know, they, the, 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 the goal was to get the ball out of his hands, which for most, for the most part that worked. And then Dame had to rely on others who didn't step up. And then when Dame wanted to try to get going, he had to force it because they were getting the ball out of his hands. I mean, look, just look at the, look at the two games against the Bucks last year. The year before that, you're not stopping Dame. He was second in scoring last year. You know, so that I'm not saying anything Drew would tell you that. So I'm, I'm not saying anything that nobody knows. But, yes, you know, you have to give Drew Holiday all the credit in the world on the d- defensive end. But you're not stopping Dame. And Dame provides the spacing, not traditional spacing, not traditional spacing that most players do or just stand one foot behind the line. Nah, Dame is back three, four feet behind the line, that's going to give so much space and allow Giannis so much room to uh, roam. And there's so much space in where you can start to pick and roll for so far out. And then you got Chris Middleton on the opposite side of the wing. You know, that's 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 a dynamic they've never had. That's a dynamic that only about two teams have is Portland and 
and no question. Golden State. Chris Middleton is going to be so much. Chris Middleton will be so much better served being the third best player on Milwaukee's team rather than the second. No question. He told me, Stein, Chris told me yesterday, he expects all three to have a career year. That's saying a lot. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. And look, let me let me just say this about Boston. You know, I like what they did. I really do. Even though we're going to raise questions about their depth beyond the top six, even though we're going to raise questions about can Porzingis and Al Horford counter Milwaukee's front line because Boston has had a very good run of success, but many, many years in a row of not getting it done. They haven't won a championship with their star twosome, but this approach that they've taken is we're not going to break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, no matter what the outside noise is. No, we are not breaking up those two guys. We're going to change everything else around them, but we're not going to break that up. And, and so I, you know, I, I do think I, these are bold swings that Brad Stevens has taken. And it's fascinating because, you know, as a coach, Brad Stevens was not associated with, bold you know that just that wasn't his rep he was seen as this conservative coach but as a as a front office guy he is just taking these home run swings and there's no getting around it I mean Marcus Smart Grant Williams Rob Williams I mean they, they've made major changes to their team but to bring in Porzingis and Drew Holiday. I mean, the, the you know, they've they've attacked this as aggressively as they can. I think the Celtics basically are trying to tell us they know their time is now and they've got to win. They've got to win here. And so they're going for it. And you have to, I applaud it. Applaud it. Also, start on a flip in. I know it's not involving these two teams, Milwaukee and Boston, but you got to give credit to what Portland was able to do. Um, and getting getting done the Damian Lillard trade and what they got in return, 
Like they 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 pulled out something not many um not many foresaw them doing. And uh now they're still in position to add more assets with, with Malcolm Brogdon still being over there. So they still got a chance to add to their their haul that they've um that they've retrieved. And so, you know, Joe Cronin did did a did an unbelievable job. Unbelievable job. You gotta give him props for that for sure. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Brogdon, who I left out. of. I mean, so, I mean, they, four key guys from Boston's team, they've surrendered smart Malcolm Brogdon, Rob Williams, Grant Williams to, to bring in holiday, to bring in Porzingis. And, you know, you're right. Portland has done better than I think a lot of people were expecting all summer long. There was this assumption that it was inevitable that they were finally going to cave and just send Dame to Miami and you know you had such a great story which we talked about at length in the last episode detailing just how frosty it got between Portland and Team Lillard but look the Blazers they they got a lot back their position was vindicated they not only were able to do this before training camp starts so they could start over really start over and Scoot Henderson the Scoot Henderson era begins with uh, clarity and not some trade saga cloud hanging over the franchise, but you know, they waited and Milwaukee surfaced as a real trade partner. And and maybe in mid August, you know, Milwaukee was not a real trade partner, but by mid September, Milwaukee became very real. You know, what about the heat? Where did the heat go mm. from here? Uh, I know you were in Milwaukee all day Monday, but I'm guessing mm. you, uh, you saw Jimmy Butler at training camp and everybody wants to talk about his everybody wants to talk about his Halloween costume but I'm I'm more fixated oh. frankly on Jimmy Jimmy is saying see you guys in the finals this is our year we're winning this one and you know the man is oozing stubborn confidence it's hard to look at Miami's team and say they didn't get Bradley Beal. They didn't get Damian Lillard. They lost Max Struess. They lost Gabe Vincent. How are they going to win? How are they going to How are they going to get out of the East? But uh, good luck trying to tell. Good luck trying to convince Jimmy Butler that they had a bad summer. Yeah, he's the ultimate competitor. So I give him props and I give him credit for taking on that stance and saying that and saying it with conviction. But I I don't see it. I don't see it. It was a tough summer for the Miami Heat. Very tough summer. I don't know. You know, I, I I don't scroll through Twitter or X, whatever it's called nowadays. I don't scroll through as much as I used to. And, uh, you know, I used to be on it a lot. And You're trying to make you yourself know, sound so old. Come on, man. I am old. So we, we're, we're getting up there, Stein. Come on, now. I'm right there with you, Stein. I'm right if you're old, you, I'm finished. If you're yeah, old, I'm done. I'm washed. Well, some I'm people gone. get old. Somebody, some people get old faster. I think that's just what's happening to me. I, I wasn't old this time last year, but it's, it's starting to hit me. By the way, you just reminded me, a rival reporter who we're both fond of, I'm not going to say his name, he heard your speech about how you know, you, you're having all this knee issues, but that you, <laughs> that you still put up 23-5 and five at your last pickup game. And, and he, and I have to say, I kinda, I'm with him, questioned the five assists. We're like, oh, we buy goodness. the 23 points. We buy, we're not sure about the five assists. Well, tell Tim McMahon, he got, he got another thing. Coming. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tell, tell him that, tell him that he got another <laughs> thing coming. If I'm playing against him, yeah, you might not see those five assists. The points are just going to go up. Yeah. If you're playing against him, don't, don't tell him, don't come at me like that. Don't come All right, at me so like that. You know that, what? Man. Props, props. Cause he, he clearly, he clearly, he he clearly questioned you directly to you, so props to him. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I still get up, and if if he's anywhere near the paint, anywhere in the vicinity, I'm taking him along for the ride up, upwards. So okay, we know, we have to out. bring back the media game. We we have to bring back yeah. the media game. Yeah, One we, we have to. I will not. Well, be, we I will to. not be playing. I will not be playing. But I will be. <laughs> I will I will be courtside observing, no, announcing, no, you gotta commenting, we got, tweeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will be there. Look at you. See how I guess your guess your little uh, anonymous 
a veteran NBA reporter, I guess who it was like that's that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm so, saying. He must. He must have said something directly to you, which I got. Uh, I give him. Tim is always talking shit. I, He's always talking. Because I did. I did not give. I did not give that up. Okay. Yeah. He always talking shit. But Tim, I got you. But what was I saying? I'm old. Oh yeah, I don't look at Twitter as much, and so I usually like a lot of times I go scroll and just check out what different fans of teams are saying, seeing what the narrative is, seeing you know. And I did a little bit of that from the Miami standpoint when it went down, and there was a lot of, you know, as soon as the um, Bucks got Dame, there was a lot of finger pointing, you know, finger pointing at Pat, the Miami Heat. Did they offer enough? Were they aggressive? Did they, um, what was the other, were they arrogant? Did they just think that there wasn't a market for them, so they didn't put forth their best offer? You know, I saw all the all those things, and. You know, all I can say is that, you know, I, from what I was told, you know, they, they did everything they could to try to get into the and try to get into the damn sweet stakes. But uh, it just didn't it just didn't happen. So but, yeah, Stein, I'm with you. I, it's hard for me to look at that roster right now uh, of the Miami Heat and, and think that they're anywhere near a favorite to be in the East. Uh, there'll be a championship contend. I mean, excuse me, there'll be a playoff contending team. There'll definitely be a, a hard out because. Their exposure coach teams are always a hard out, but they're not above the Bucks. They're not above the Celtics. I don't think they're even above the Sixers, even if James Harden is there or not. And so they got a ways to go. But Stein, as you know, in the playoffs, a lot of times it's largely about where you're placed, the seed, the path you have to get to the finals. So we'll see. Okay, we're going to move on to the Sixers in a minute here, but before we do, I don't know if you saw this since since you're so old now and you don't look at you don't look at Twitter anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Milwaukee, one of our listeners, he only goes by at Bucks two three three four, so he didn't leave us a name, but he clearly heard last week when I was jealous of your impending trip to Carson's for a steak, and he says, "A, you guys need to check out Carnivore, Carnivore Milwaukee, what, best yep, steak I was told in that town." Last he night. says. I was told that last night. And then he says, we also got to go to Harbor House slash Avli, which I hope I pronounced that right. Looks like a Greek place. And Giannis is apparently a part owner there. I heard about that, too. So I went out with I went out to dinner with Spears, Spears and uh, Vincent Goodwill and a few other friends that Spears knew in the Milwaukee area. And one of the brothers who is with us at dinner, he brought up Carnival. Did the Hall of Famer expense that and take you guys all out? No, he did not pay for my own tab. No, no. So, yeah, no. Um, so sorry this brother, sorry to interrupt. Go on, please. Stein, I wonder if this brother who I went to dinner with is this guy that's tweeting at you because he brought up last night at dinner. He brought up carnivores and he brought up Giannis's place. It doesn't have a name. That's hmm. it. That's just what bucks, whatever. No, no, no. There's no, no. It's yeah. a, it's an anonymous. It's an anonymous account. I wouldn't be surprised if that's him. But yeah, we we got to do that. Um, Stein, hold on, I got hold on before we, we transition on Stein. Before we transition on Stein, have an announcement. Yeah, go tell me. So remember how I was supposed to be uh, with the Lakers for media day. Yeah, and then things changed. A certain trade happened, and I found myself in Milwaukee for media day. Well, on my schedule, I'm so suppo- I was supposed to have. Suns Warriors opening night, which is fine. Great, great series. Chris Paul playing against his former team. These two teams, you know, some somewhat of a history right there. KD going against the Warriors. Love it. Right down the street from my house, an hour hour drive. You know, hey, cool. Well, Stein, I'll have a different game opening night for TNT. Milwaukee, Philadelphia. So I will get to try out carnivores, and I might try out the other place. So I'm telling you this, Stein, my schedule could be changing periodically here. You know, my schedule is already out, so it could be changing periodically. So you need to be ready and prepared to make that trip to Milwaukee. It's only a two-hour I'm doing no, flight that, for you. You you won't you will not have to ask me more than once because, like I said, we, I absolutely love Milwaukee as a let me tell you this, Stein. Let me tell you this, Stein. My favorite in places to go. Let me put this in your ear, Stein. Live podcast 
Hank Stein in Milwaukee featuring a couple star guests. Come on, Stein. Make it happen, man. Make it happen. You, wait a minute, wait a minute. You you think you think they will both come to our they, live podcast? Ain't no think. Ain't no think. I know. There's no thinking. I know. Make that it is happen, the boldest Stein. guarantee. That is the boldest guarantee of Media Day Week that I've heard yet. Make it happen, Stein. No, well, that's just done. It, just putting it in. I'll happen. I will pay. I'll, I will pay my own way for that. I will happily. Right. I, I want you to that. find the venue. Where are we doing it at, Stein? Where are we doing it at? Yeah, we know we got it. Yeah, we get we get we got us. I am gonna. I'm on it. Let's find a All venue. Right. Let's come to Milwaukee, and let's talk. Milwaukee, give us stars. a that would be Bucks amazing. fans. Give us some suggestions. Where, where's the venue? Where, where do we have to? Where where do we need to do it? Do it at. Come on now, give us some suggestions. That would be that would be incredible. Wow. Um. So I mean, realistically, I know you don't know yet for sure, but. You're gonna you're gonna be in Milwaukee more than just about anywhere else this season, don't you think? I wouldn't say that. That might be going a little bit too far. I don't know if I want to keep making a Milwaukee trip. That's that's hard on a brother from California. There is no direct flights from the <laughs> from the, from the Sacramento Bay Area area to Milwaukee. You know, so yeah, I don't so want to go that route, far. What, what do you what do you fly to Chicago first? What do you do? Fly There's to Chicago options. first? What's Chicago or Denver? Chicago or Denver? So you're a United guy. No, I'm a um, Southwest guy, Stein. Was I? Oh, that's right. That's right. Was my prediction correct? That remember, remember when you were listing all the teams that NBA TV was supposed to be at for Media Day, and they had to yes. they had to get rid of one because because of Milwaukee. Was I correct? Was Sacramento out? No, they uh they kept Sac. Oh, hold on, I didn't see anybody from Sac. You might be yeah, right. I, I didn't I see anybody from SAC. Well, I, the only reason I asked you because I figured by now you would have heard from an angry Mike Brown. <laughs> no, I didn't hear from Mike. No, I, I didn't see anybody from SAC. You, I think you, I think you were proven correct. All right. Well, let's 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 uh, let's move on to uh, the Philadelphia 76ers because. Uh, by all accounts, James Harden is going to report, but you know, it 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 looks and just sounds like a mess. And I'm, uh, I mean, you, you tell me what I mean. Joel Embiid. Look, I mean, I guess the good news from the Sixers' perspective is Joel Embiid says, you know, he didn't add any pressure. He didn't foist any more pressure on the organization. Um, you know, he's still saying, at least for public consumption, that he believes the Sixers can compete for a championship as is. But I mean, the reality with Philadelphia is they're just beyond the Clippers. There does not appear to be a trade market for James Harden. And the Clippers know this, and the Clippers are not throwing tons of trade assets at Philly because they know they're not bidding against anyone. So Philly does not want to trade Harden based on what's on the table, which means they have to convince him to come back and play. And yes, he'll be back in the training camp fold. But does that mean, you know, he's ready to play for an organization that he publicly announced to the world, I will never play for an organization again that employs Daryl Morey? I mean, is he... Is he really going to live up to that claim? I mean, I guess we're going to find out. It's it's a dangerous situation um, for the Sixers because, okay, yeah, he'll come back, but is he going to be an engaged guy? Is he going to be a motivated guy? Is he going to be a guy that's really there to try to maximize each and every day of his talent along with his, his teammates? We've seen how that kind of unfolded with Houston when he went to camp and, you know, he said what he had to say and people within the organization could see that, could see that he wasn't giving his all. He wasn't really there, even though he was there. So is that going to be the same scenario this time around? And if it is, is that really conducive to, is his presence really conducive to winning or even just providing the right type of mentality and vibe around the rest of your teammates in the organization. So I, I don't know. It depends on how James handles this. But if he handles this 
like he did in Houston, I don't see much point in having him around. Yeah, and I don't want to guess because I can't guess. I, you know, we, we're only yeah, we going to know. know when we know how hard how Harden is going to handle this. But I mean, you know, now that these trades have happened, now that Damian Lillard has been traded and Drew Holiday has been traded, really the overriding story of national interest is what happens next in Philadelphia. It, can they get James Harden back on side? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Me being the international basketball nerd that I am, you know, this story's gotten very little play over here, but the French Basketball Federation, they have issued an October 10th deadline, which is basically one week from today as we're taping this podcast on a Tuesday afternoon. They've given Joel Embiid a deadline of October 10th to tell them that he is either playing in the Olympics for France next summer or not. And you know, this is a story that I've been tracking for a year now. And it fascinates me because Joel Embiid, of course, born in Cameroon, but he also holds a French passport, a US passport. France and the United States have been staging this behind the scenes battle to try to get Joel Embiid to make commit his international future to one or the other. And Cameroon is in last chance qualifying next July. So Joel Embiid who has never played for Cameroon, Pascal Siakam, they has never played for Cameroon. If those two were to join forces, they should be able to lead Cameroon to an Olympic berth themselves. But in those last chance tournaments, it's certainly, you know, it's four six team groups and only the four group winners advance and crazy things happen in international basketball. So I know Joel Embiid wants to go with someone where he that would assure he's going to be in next summer's Olympics. That's something that he's made it clear means a lot to him. But again, I say all of that and I run through that whole scenario knowing that I'm probably one of very few who <laughs> cares about that because with the Sixers, everything right now is, are they going to trade James Harden? 
<laughs> or and and if they can't trade James Harden, how is that going to impact Joel Embiid's contentment level in the city of brotherly love? But I like I said, I do find it interesting that France, which has been trying to get this commitment from Joel Embiid, has issued this firm deadline. And Joel said at media day that he he is going to make a decision here in the next few days, which means you know he's he's taking that deadline seriously and he's going to heed that deadline but yes i know i just rambled for five minutes about a story that uh people are not tuning in the pro- people are probably not tuning into this podcast for that update sorry let, let can't me, help let it me, let me get, international hoops nerd here let me get this straight stein so mb has three different options of teams in which he yes. can play excuse me which he can play for for the olympics has that ever been? Yes, because that, that is that is a pretty good free agency uh, market to have right there. Going into yeah, and, and look right and look, this is a controversial topic in the world of international basketball because in recent years there has been this free agency feel where we've seen multiple instances of players basically choosing where they're going to play, and Joel Embiid has never played at senior level for any country, so that's why he has this ability to choose and look he's been in the United States a long time now he has a US passport and so my issue with that really is the United States is the most talent rich basketball country in the world they they shouldn't have to just sign Joel Embiid as a free agent because they did poorly at the World Cup and one of the other news one of the other big headlines out of media day was how many top players in the league came out and said they want to play in the Olympics ne- next summer? Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, and I'm leaving out five, six, seven more. The United States is going to be plenty deep enough. They don't need to beg Joel Embiid to play for them next summer. But, uh, you know, f- and then France obviously already has Rudy Gobert. Victor Wembanyama is going to be on the national team next summer. And France has been, until this past World Cup, when they flamed out crazily in the first round, France has been the closest thing to a U.S. rival at the last, at the previous two major competitions. So, again, I am speaking purely for me. As a basketball romantic, I would love to see Joel Embiid and Pascal Siakam team up play for Cameroon, try to win that last qual- last chance qualifying spot and get Cameroon to the Olympics. I just think that would be an incredible story, not just for their homeland, but African basketball in general. I would, l- again, this is Mark Stein, basketball romantic speaking. <laughs> and Bede's going to do what he wants to do. It's his personal choice. And he, he wants to be in the Olympics. He said it yet. He said it at media day. He really wants to play in the Olympics. And the risk for him is if he goes with Cameroon and he doesn't and they don't qualify, that might be his last shot. This might be his last shot at the Olympics as a 29 year old, you know, because he's obviously he'd obviously have to wait four more years. So I so I can I can I, see why it's a struggle for him. So the question I have, Stein, and I, I probably already know the answer, but just to get it confirmed. So somebody in Joel and B situation who has three different scenarios in which he can choose from say Joel was 21 and he chose to play for team France. There's no way later down the road in his thirties that he can choose to play with his um, hometown country. Is there any Avenue for that? Yeah. And yes, there is. And that's what, hmm. that's what just happened with Eric Gordon. So Eric Gordon played, you know, people forget that's Eric right. Gordon played that's for right. team USA at the, that's at the right. 2010 world cup in Turkey. So, he this summer he requested to switch allegiances and play right. for the Bahamas. I believe if I have my facts right, Eric Gordon's mom is from the Bahamas. If I'm I hope I'm remembering that correctly. Maybe producer Ryan can double check us as I'm going through my answer. So basically, FIBA, the world governing body of basketball, they reserve the right that they can bl- because you when you the the rule the rule in the rule book is once you've played for one country even at junior level but definitely at senior level once you've represented one nation at senior level you're not allowed to switch except FIBA does reserve the right to let a player switch to another country 
in the best interests of basketball. And so basically what happened was Eric okay. Gordon asked USA basketball, can you release me? You're not going to call me back. Can I go play for the Bahamas now? USA basketball said yes. So FIBA said yes. So yes, your scenario is correct that even Embiid could play for France or the United States now and theoretically down the road, FIBA does have the right to let him switch and play for his native Cameroon. But if he played for France next summer at age 29 and wanted to switch to Cameroon at age 37, France would have to surrender his international rights and then FIBA would bless it. Got you. Got you. But they, so see, it is, it is, it is an interesting, it is an interesting topic. It is not, it is, it is, it is, it is only about yeah. these. It's, it's only about, you know, again, nobody in Philly is, too worried about this right now because they got much bigger concerns but i i was really hoping that this was going to be addressed at media day and i got my wish they went into well, it joel gave his most detailed answer on the subject yet well the sixers won't be fine without joel and b and they need <laughs> no, to make like sure I, like i said <laughs> like i said six sixers fans listening to this are going I, why is stein talking about this for 10 minutes we got real issues this is your right passion you, you gotta let them go we let we let you cook. I do. I, I I do. You know. I. You know what it is. I remember in my in uh, about a decade ago at ESPN, Kevin Arnovitz, our former ESPN colleague, said something to the effect of, "You can really tell when you're covering international basketball, like your your joy for the game really shines even more." Like, and I I I don't know why. I just I just love I love the international game. I always have. And the, the NBA has become such an international sport with a hundred plus guys every season from other countries. So when they go play for their countries, it it fascinates me. It does. It's a different it's game, exciting. shorter game. More I physical. can't remember. You have not. You were you you were gonna go to an Olympics, but you didn't, right? Like you, have, you yeah. Still the have last not the last Olympics, one. Have you? Yeah, I have not. The la I was supposed to do the last one. I can't remember what happened. I don't know if I was in a contract summer. I forgot. Something happened. Yeah. Well, but, you uh, will eventually do I, one. You'll do Paris in 24. You'll do LA in 28. And that's the you're going to do an international tournament and you're going and you're going to come back and tell me you were right. I love this. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody who's covered this league for a significant amount of time, who has also covered the Olympics say you have to cover one Olympics. You have to go. So yeah, I, I got to get that under my under my belt. Yeah, knock on wood, I got to do three. I don't think I probably I don't foresee doing another Olympics, but I am grateful for the three I've covered. All right, that should do it for this edition of this league uncut. Hopefully, by the next time Chris and I get together, we'll have more clarity on the latest with James Harden. All thirty teams in the league back to work now. Everybody is on the practice floor. Writers like Chris and I are, we're making our reservations at various hotels. We're plotting our travel. Although you do a hell of a lot more travel than me. I kind of live through you now on the travel front, but. Well, I wish I was going where you, where you're going next. I'll say that. Yes, I, uh, I am. Uh, I guess I can, I haven't revealed. You don't have yet, to, but I guess, you, you know you what? I'm not, to. you don't have to, I, I'm not going to. Yeah. I will reveal it. I will reveal it soon. But yes, my uh, my next stop, my next stop is uh, is one of my favorite cities in the world, and uh, and it sure ain't bad. Stein, this was not this league uncut. It was this world uncut. We 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 we, we didn't stick to the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many. I'm really hoping we don't get a bunch of complaints. What is Stein talking about, man? This the world Olympics uncut for months. I can't help it, America. I love my we're international old. hoops. Cannot help it. We're old. No, you're. If you're old, I'm ancient. Okay, you're old. Let us cook. You it's can still okay. dunk. You can still dunk. So could. So can. Uh, what's it? So can. What's to my, his name? Compared uh, to my zero. Yeah, I was going to say at media day. Did you and Marcus Johnson talk about dunking? Yeah, did Marcus Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't see him. Nah, he wasn't there. All right, so the so the next time you're the next time you're on assignment in Milwaukee, 
you have to check in with him and see because uh, yeah, every mm-hmm. year he throws one down, yeah. puts it on, yeah. puts it on Twitter. I think you should dunk and put it on Twitter. I think I think the people would love to see that. Okay, all right. We'll get Tim McMahon to stand under. We'll get Tim McMahon to stand under the basket. Ooh, I would love that. I would love that. Nah, he'll foul the shit out of me, Stein. He'll foul the shit out of me. He, he's already let <laughs> he me know hack. about that. He is. I, I got to. I got to catch him slipping. He is. Maybe the Celtics should sign him because he's six fouls for sure. <laughs> he he is six definite fouls. All right, we've blathered on enough. That's gonna do it for this edition of this league uncut. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show, rate the show, review the show. Chris and I and producer Ryan will be back soon with another episode. Promise. Thanks for listening, everybody. That'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.